0: It's okay, not okay, brought to you by Wawa. Get yourself a panini or a burger tonight. Download that Wawa app. Become a rewards member and you will not pay for your cup of coffee tomorrow. I heard a rumor that they got some sort of blueberry cobbler coffee. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think the rumor's true. I'll buy that. What is best? continue the discussion about critical race theory, but the governor today announced the end of the $300 a week payments for unemployment. I get wanting to get people back to work for sure, but this might... Be a little bit of pulling the rug out from
1: under people who really need that money. But what would that circumstance be? I mean, if we're if we're because this all came down because of COVID, right? So what's the circumstance when, at least in the state of Florida, we are more back than anywhere? We sit here and talk about the staffing crisis that's taking place. Every place you go to, whether it be an Uber driver to a restaurant to a factory, nobody can get any work. So when you've got that much of an abundance of, of work out there and nobody to take it, I think that our the well-being of our infrastructure in society depends on people getting back to work. And I think the first step is to pull away some free money. And
0: that's what... uh that's what this program has been doing, providing a $300 weekly add-on to recipients of unemployment insurance. That will end on June 26th. So for people whose positions were eliminated, companies were closed, etc., I guess that's
1: tough T-word for boobs. Well, and, I mean, just because your company closed down doesn't mean you give up on life and you just say, I'm going to, you know... Soak in this free cash for the rest of my life. I mean, we, we're getting back to it. I mean, if it's not now, and that's still, you know, a calendar month plus away. So I I feel like you could do that today and it would be warranted based on what we know about there being a lot of jobs that people aren't taking. It's It might not be. What do we say when it first started? It, remember remember that, uh, and it felt so insensitive at the time. The audio from the restaurant manager who said, maybe you've got to reinvent yourself. Well, now you got to reinvent yourself less than you did then, but you got to go back to work.
0: So I guess you think it's okay. Yeah. 727 579 1025. Rebecca, what's up? Welcome to Graba Live.
2: Hey, Drew. Hey. How are you doing?
0: Very well, Rebecca. Thank you. Yourself?
2: We're doing all right. Can't complain. That's good. Um, I I wanted to talk about the whole history and race and just discussing this kind of stuff in school. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, before I do Is that, that right? do you, yeah, oh, it's per, 100% okay. But before we do that, do you think it's okay or not okay to bring the extra $300 a week unemployment benefit to an end right now?
2: I guess it depends on the situation. Like, for... I can see why Ron DeSantis is doing this, to encourage people to get back to work, so that way there are companies who are struggling to employ. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason why a lot of people were staying on unemployment instead of going back to work, because they were making more money right. on unemployment, right. which kind of shows how much they were being paid and how much they were making for the amount of work they were doing True. when they were employed. Right. And so I guess it's just kind of like that fine balance of, you know, they both kind of have to give a little bit.
0: Yeah, give a little bit. All right, now let's talk about race in school and what should be taught. Great point, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, the way I see it is this. I'm really glad to see that it's not as big of a deal these days where you see interracial couples, you see couples of the LGBTQIA community, and no one makes a big deal of it anymore because we, cause kids are a lot more educated on it and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, we have history as a blueprint to show how far we've come and really kind of get that idea so to you know not discuss that blueprint really would be a disservice to the kids yeah there's a disservice like you right. get you know you start off in kindergarten you just you you know you know you kitty paw it a little bit but then as they get older you kind of get more into detail as to what happened it's kind of like they only provide holocaust education in high schools and they don't really provide it at the younger ages, because they're at an age where they're able to comprehend that kind of information.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. As long as it's age appropriate, I think, you know, we teach the facts. Thank you. Appreciate the call very much, Sarah. Welcome hey. to Drew Grabo live. How are you, Sarah? Hey, I'm doing good. Drew. How are you? Awesome. Thank you very much. What's happening.
3: Uh, I was just calling to um, inquire about the ketamine, the medically induced ketamine. Yes. Ketamine thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I am a high functioning PTSD uh, diagnosis and I'm also a high functioning individual in general so I just kind of wanted to get your information on that your experience or is there a podcast sure. or information that you can spot These are great
0: that. great questions you're asking before I answer them do you think it's okay or not okay that Florida's ending its $300 a week uh federal unemployment benefits in June
3: I'm kind of partial, but I'd say no because it's more than just people not getting back to work. It's childcare. It's yeah. people utilizing their vehicles for Uber Eats during that time and maybe ran it in the ground, and now they need you know twelve hundred dollars worth of maintenance. You know, you don't know people's situations and where they are in life, and I think to take away that benefit that they've paid into for all of the years that they've worked in the state, I, I think it's a little much. Well
1: unemployment isn't going away. Right. It's just the three hundred dollar no, no. the, the three hundred dollar bonus, which was which was kind of there because of the stuff we were going through with COVID.
3: True, true. You have a point there. But what I'm saying is is that all these places are posting that they're they're hiring and they have all these jobs available. But yeah. I'm somebody who's been applying for jobs regularly for months and I have a pretty substantial resume. But, you know, the fine tooth comb is going. Yeah. So I, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I know that my finances will be affected by that unemployment cut, but it's just going to give me more momentum to keep putting out my resumes every day and looking for a job.
0: Hey, don't lose hope. So uh, the the ketamine experience will be documented in a podcast that John and I will release soon.
1: Yeah, it's it's in the works. I went. Uh, I, I've gone through it. I'm adding in some musical elements, and we're going to record some some new pieces. It is it is coming. In the near future.
0: Yeah, but our experience with it, uh, it's definitely worth looking into. If you do have high-functioning PTSD, I would go to uh, PriorityU, Y-O-U, M-D.com. Our experience uh, with Dr. Brent Agan was phenomenal. I have friends who have done it since, and it really... Um, open my eyes and open my mind as to what ketamine can do for you therapeutically. So I definitely look into it. I have nothing but positive things to say about it myself. I know John feels the same way, and we have friends who have literally called it life-changing.
3: Well, that is awesome to hear. I'm going to definitely do that. Thank you so much for your information. Yeah,
0: that's what we're here for. Thank you very much for calling. 727-579-1025. What's up,
1: Gary? I I don't even know who that is. it sounds
0: like uh the ketamine
4: thing is something I could probably use in the next couple of days.
1: Is that Gary Breeze one? Oh, I don't know is
4: well, it I, well i had I hid
5: uh twenty oxycodones that I'm prescribed so that I don't you know go nutty some night and overdo too many and now I can't find them, so now I got three days to cut back and not go through too many withdrawal pains. So.
0: That's good. Do you think it's okay or not okay, yeah. Gary, that Florida's ending its $300 weekly federal unemployment benefits in June?
5: Uh, depends on who it affects. Somebody who's just collecting it because they don't want to work or somebody who actually needs it but can't get the job because they got kids or All they of got to yeah, care but, of somebody did, elder.
1: I agree that there's a yeah. problem with child care, but, Thank you. but that just – As far as I understand, like that's not built into the system right now. So Mm. it's kind of like moving the goalpost and changing the game. Is it there for unemployment or is it there to pay for child care? Which I I have said time and time again, and it's mortifying the situation that parents go through, having to leave and and almost break even because they've got to pay for child care. But at the same time, like that's not... This wasn't the child care fund. And, right. and I'd love to see things change in this country where people don't have to do that. But that's just not what this is in direct correlation to.
0: And for every person that you have that might be opting for unemployment and in, in, uh, in, like avoiding looking for a job, you've got people who desperately would love to work again but can't find it for whatever reason and are relying on that money. So I, I'm torn on this one. I definitely see the value in helping people pay their bills. But I also see the value in going, this was a temporary thing. It was never meant to be permanent. And now that we're getting back to normal and people are looking for employees, we're rolling it back a little
1: bit. And I think you've got to start doing it almost just as a test in a way. And I know that's weird to say, but there's this ongoing debate right now that a lot of people will tell you, oh, there are places that can't find people to work for them. And it has nothing to do with unemployment. Well, we're not really going to have the answer to that question until we take away those extra benefits, because I I find it hard to believe that those people have just turned their back on working because, as some people would say, they've been mistreated or certain industries have have mistreated them. At some point, you've got to go to work. I mean, a yeah. place that can't find a server, you can make you know <laughs> you can make over a hundred dollars in four hours. So I just don't know how that that equates to you feeling like you're being mistreated and that's why people aren't taking these jobs at restaurants. Specifically,
0: 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Patrick, welcome to Jugrabo Live. How are you, Patrick? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Great show today. Hey, hey, thanks, man. Before we get to your main point, do you think it's okay or not okay to end these $300 weekly federal unemployment benefits in
4: June? Uh, I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of torn on it because I see there's a need for it for some people, yeah. and I'm sure some people are leaning on it too much, but I also believe that uh I think businesses should have to answer to the law of supply and demand as well.
0: Yeah. And
4: if if, if if there's no demand for their jobs, maybe they should make their jobs a little more lucrative.
0: Right on dude. All right. Now what'd you call for?
4: Uh, the Spanish thing, the, the, the critical race theory. Yeah.
0: What do you think? Um,
4: I think it's a ridiculous to try to eliminate it. I mean, I think they've made it like this kind of thing and, and we're doing a disservice to kids. If we're not teaching them that, you know, for the first half, first third of our history, you know, we were built on slavery, that African-Americans were counted as three-fifths of a person. Right. Then they were told by the Supreme Court they weren't even citizens. Then they were told they couldn't, you know I mean? And I mean, we are having lynchings still in the 1950s. It's only been really 60, 70 years since they were really given the right to actually cast their ballots in the South. It, yeah. It's not that long ago. And I think I, I, and it's just a way they don't want to make white people uncomfortable.
1: Well, and those things don't get not taught the other way. The, the, the Everything that's factual... Would still be taught. It, it comes to it's it's the narrative of why those things happened that I think people has a have a problem with. It, it is the sense of and this is from the American Bar Association: the rejection of popular understandings about racism, such as it coming from families or hatred. It recognizes racism is codified is codified is that the word yeah in law yeah. embedded in structures and woven into public public policy directly. Yeah, thing is, those are facts. Those things did happen. That is true. <laughs>
0: I just think people see those as buzzwords and, and maybe have an overreaction. Possible. Yeah, right on, dude. Thank you.
1: And I can understand how people would say that is fact, but it's it's much harder to prove that is fact as a factual instance in history when we think about history. Well, yeah, it's not an event that happened. Right, right. It's not something, this is exactly what happened. Right. It's a, like I said, the big big buzzword that's used, that people use is storytelling. Because what you're doing is taking all of things that actually happened and then turning that into a narrative and a story that... Clearly, some people have a problem with. Whereas if you can look at a Supreme Court case like Brown yeah. versus the Board of Education, you,
0: you can look at this is what had to happen so we could have integration in public schools. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Uh, as we're going to get to uh, Dave?
1: Yep, yep. Perfect. Hopefully, uh,
0: Spence is calling him right now. Patrick, what's up? Oh, sorry, wrong button. Ross, what's up? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. Hey, guys, how are you doing? What's up, dude?
3: Um, I actually think it's an awesome thing what DeSantis is doing. I know uh, numerous business owners and friends who are truly having a hard time hiring
4: people, and they actually pay what I would consider a good wage.
0: Yeah, so do we, but I also know people who, who lost their livelihood and even their career path because of COVID, and they're relying on this money. So, unfortunately, they're all going to be affected by this. And I don't think there's one solution that's going to be best for everyone.
1: When you talk about right and wrong, and you know, you always say, I'm an earner, I'm an earner. If Hell you yeah. lost your career path tomorrow, is I'd it? I'd be waiting tables. Well, is it, and is that not just inherently right? Do you, do you go, if you lost radio tomorrow, do you throw your hands up and say, my career path is gone? I never am going to do anything for the rest of my life and the government needs to take care of me?
0: Hell no. No, I'm going, I'm, I'll wait tables tomorrow. I'll wash dishes. I don't yeah. care. Seven two seven five seven nine one oh two five. We made the acquaintance of our brand new buddy last week at the Tampa Bay Lightning broadcast at the Amelie Arena. And now we touch base with them once again. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Randorf. What's up, Dave? <laughs> Boys, how's it going? I'm glad you're back on the phone. Man, he's back already. I love it so much, dude. It was really great to meet you, and I'm glad you're giving us the honor of speaking with you again about tonight's game, Dave, that will either ramp things up from where last game left off or the Bolts are going to put their nose down and play hard nose hockey and come away with a win. Talk to me about your perspective on last game and some of those late-game hits against Kucherov and Sergachev, respectively.
5: Yeah, you know, I listen, we, we all love playoff hockey. We love the intensity that it brings, the passion on the ice, in the stands, and we've certainly had a lot of that in this series, and it's been great. And, you know, there was a lot of excitement uh, with six goals scored. uh, That that ties a franchise record scored uh, for goals scored at a home playoff game in that building. And so, you know, people were buzzing. But I think a lot of people kind of left. In fact, as I walked out of the arena, I got stopped three or four times by fans going, what happened out there? Like, what, what was going on? Why did it just kind of all go sideways? A lot of people were left with a bad taste in their mouth, not just because they're you know, lightning favorites and their stars got hurt just because it was kind of, it was sloppy. It, the game kind of left a bad taste in your mouth a little bit for the way it, it kind of unraveled. And there were sticking fractions and the and the hits on uh, Jeff. The good news is uh, both are okay. Both are going to be in the lineup tonight. So, and I think we're probably just going to see both teams stick to hockey tonight because there's way too much at stake, particularly for the Florida Panthers. That doesn't mean it's not going to be intense and it's not going to, it'll be physical and it will be fast. And it will be loud. I don't know if you've heard, but we've increased capacity to 75% in here tonight. So they're expecting over 14,000. So it's going to be noisy, and it's going to be great. But uh, Panthers just can't afford. They cannot afford to take penalties because the the Lightning are just almost automatic right now. They're well over 40%, over 45%, second-best power play in the league right now. And Kucherov is leading the way in that department, leading the NHL uh, Stanley Cup plus in goals and right up there in power play points. So they just can't afford to, you know, get into the same kind of situation they got into in game number four. And on the other hand, you know, this is a lightning team. They, they've done that. They've been here and done this before. They know how important it is to close things out when you can. They don't want to come back to play a game six as fun as it is in that environment. They'd rather wait for game, you know, one or, or three in the next round. So uh, they know that rest is a weapon and they also know they don't want to give a good Florida team life because you never know what can happen in the playoffs, because this is a good team. They've underachieved, I think, in a few areas, particularly between the pipes. So uh, I think the, uh, the Lightning are poised and ready to do what they did on two occasions last year, which is wrap this thing up in five.
0: Yeah. John Senning, what do you have for our buddy Dave Randorf? offering tremendous insight in tonight's huge Game 5?
1: Dave, i got to tell you, everything you said is true, but I'm still hoping for some retribution and payback for what those filthy rat Panthers did to us uh, over the weekend. But I've, I've got a question about the goaltending for Florida. So we've seen Bobrovsky, we've seen Drieger. Tonight, the young kid, Spencer Knight, will, will be in goal, I believe, uh, last I heard. Uh, is, is this kid enough to be a difference maker for them? Should the Lightning fans and and the Lightning faithful be concerned about this young kid getting in the net?
5: Well, it is a unique situation for Sean. a 100% confirmed. Quinville, who usually is is very forthright and tells you who his goalie is going to be, didn't confirm that, but all signs seem to indicate that it will be 20 year old Spencer Knight, a guy who's been in the NHL for less than two months. He was signed at a Boston college. He had two great years uh, playing a high level college hockey he shut out Team Canada in Canada, the gold medal game of the World Juniors, and then he signed late March. Came up here and he's blown out to start his career. He's got—he's just got one of those personas where nothing seems to rattle him. He seems to be mature and, and calm beyond his years of experience. And so, I think they're—you know—neither one of their two goalies have, has gotten the job done. Their their numbers are not great now, mind you. The, the Lightning, for all the reasons we just talked about, have been executing and and lighting. Uh, they would have lit, lit up a whole bunch of goalies, but. I think it's it's one of two things. They they want to they want to get the team in front of the goaltender to play better, and you know wake up shock the system a little. And they also want to just say you know what let's let's see. Get this is our first round draft pick. He's gonna be, he's going to be their future. So let's let's see what happens here because the other guys, are playing. all other goalies have gotten the hook over the four games. So and both have given up you know five goals apiece. So it's just not working. And as Joel Quinzel says, you don't have time to sit around and wonder if it's going to turn around. They are now in a do-or-die situation, and that's it. So it looks like it's going to be Spencer Knight. And uh, he will be tested, no doubt, this evening.
0: Well, the last two games, I believe, like you said, we've seen goalie changes. And uh, that's never, that design never bodes well for the team that is changing out its goalies. The uh, Bolts will face the Panthers tonight in game five. You can't give this team any oxygen. You've got to shut them out in a very loud and raucous sunrise arena. What do you see happening tonight, Dave?
5: Well, I think uh, the first five minutes is going to be super entertaining. It's going to be it's going to be fast. It's going to be intense. I think you are going to see a lot of desperation from a Florida Panthers team that was good this year. They were good, and I definitely think you are going to see a uh, well. They need to see a better effort out of their captain Alex Barkov. He's got one goal on 17 shots, and one goal came on the power play in Game One. He's been held off the score sheet since. Now, mind you, they have matched up against him very well. They've had the shutdown pair of Savard and McDonough out against him, and they've, they've calmed him down. He's their leading goal scorer. He's their leader in so many different ways. Uberdo's been effective, but Barkov needs to step up, and I think you're really going to see him uh, start to do that. If they can weather the storm and score first, as they've done three times uh, previously in this series, I think that they will start to really kind of chip away at the confidence that is quickly eroding with the Panthers and, and quiet the crowd down a little bit. The team that has scored first in this series has won all four games. So that first goal, that that stat often is important, and it's, uh, it's been a telltale sign in this one. So if they can weather the storm, the Lightning for the first five minutes and score first, and, and calm things down, and then let Bassey do his thing, it's because he he went into big time shutdown mode in Game Four.
1: We're talking to Dave Randorf, voice of your Tampa Bay Lightning on Bally Sports. Dave, from your perspective, how terrible? And you guys kept it as cool as possible. I have to say, I know that you don't like to get in the mix too much. How terrible was the officiating on Saturday and that call on uh, Cooch with the goalie? Was it unlike anything you'd ever seen before? Yeah,
5: you know it. It uh, wasn't great. You know, I, I hate to rag on the refs. It is. It is a very fast game. It, 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 it's a tough game to officiate, but you know the, the referee Garrett Rank was standing right there on that particular play, and clearly did not see his head contact with the goalie's face mask. And you know you ask yourself immediately: <laughs> Do you think uh, if it was goalie interference, was it Kucherov's plan to headbutt a goalie wearing a mask? I don't think so. And Weger, you know, clearly pushed him into the goaltender. So it was. Listen, it was a bad call, and calls are going. Bad calls are going to happen. And this isn't the first one, and it's not the last one. So, you know, it, 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 when you get into a series like this, uh, first-time rivalry where it's intense, up and down the ice, there's so much going on behind the play. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a tough job. Now, that is a job, and they are the best official, officials in the world, so they are expected to, uh, to be better. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and get on. The, the referees do too, too much. But I think the last guys need to be told that they missed a few calls. And, potentially let this game kind of unravel and get out of hand they know it and they've probably been told already
0: before we let you go i know you have a game to get to dave how great was it for older seasoned veterans like you and me to see phil mickelson winning that pga championship yesterday doing it for all the old guys out there (laughs) i
5: totally enjoyed that you know what i i got down to sunrise here middle of the afternoon finished up work and zoom calls and what have you and then i made time to find a nice patio and man did i enjoy it watching him clinically, just, uh, you know, he, he bogeyed the first hole, yep. and um, Kapka birdied, and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be one of those days. But Bill was in, in total command. I loved his poise, and I loved his comments afterwards. A 50-year-old guy say, they said, how did, how did you do this? And he says, I worked harder. This is a guy who's one everything. He's got all the money you can handle, all the fame you can handle. As we saw yesterday, he's adored, uh, you know, by golf fans worldwide. But he put his nose to the grindstone and worked hard because he knew he had to at his age. he And he said he had to work his body harder to be able to practice as much as he wanted to. And, and that, to me, is, if that's not a lesson for young guys, uh, middle-aged guys, whatever. Uh, you know, here's a guy who still has the passion for what he does. And you don't win on a course like that in a situation like that without having uh, that heartbeat. Uh, I loved it. It was an amazing sight. It was great to see a lot of fans out on uh, the sporting <laughs> event, too, even though it got a little crazy there near the end. But uh, I absolutely loved it, and um, I, I, I hope it's not the last we hear from him.
0: Yeah, and I hope it's not the last we hear from you, Dave. We'll uh, hopefully close things out tonight and then have a couple of uh, days, if not weeks, rest yeah. period before the next round matchup. I hope we can talk to you again, and then when all this is said and done, get on on the golf course and uh, pop a couple of cold snacks yeah. together. We'll see you tonight on Bally Sports. Dave Randorf. always appreciate the time, my man.
5: No problem, Drew. Johnny, thanks very much for having me back on. I appreciate it, and we'll, uh, I'll hold you to that uh, that golf round.
0: Please do. Go bolts, Dave. Thanks, buddy.
1: See you guys. Johnny. Dave's the man. I love that he calls me
0: Johnny. You can call me anything. 727-579-1025. Hang tight. We'll finish your calls on this. We'll do give Dick a rest and send you off and get you ready for Bolts Panthers. Game five tonight. But if you came home this past weekend and your house was sitting at a very steamy 86 degrees, you're not ready for another Florida summer. Beat the heat. With Climate Design Home Services, they're the team that really knows indoor comfort. They've been customizing and servicing cooling and heating systems in Tampa Bay since 1973. Put their experience to work on your AC installation or repair and start enjoying total comfort. You thinking about upgrading your old AC system this year? Now's the time. Manufacturer rebates and generous trade-in offers from Climate Design could save you up to 2 grand on a new AC. That is a lot of savings. Go to climatedesign.com, click the specials link for all the details. Climate Design Home Services, located in Clearwater, and they've served the Tampa Bay area for almost 50 years and counting. With weekday hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and weekend service, too, they got you covered no matter when you need them. You want more info? Go to climatedesign.com. That's climatedesign.com. You're listening to Drew Garaba Live on Wild 2.5 The